Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everyone. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. I'm excited about what the topic uh, that we're talking about today. We hope you're having a great day. We do hope you're having a great day. Maybe you're not listening to this on a Monday. If you're not, happy whatever day of the week it is. Yeah. But but to jump right in, because I know we have a lot of... Just dive right in. We're going to, because we have a lot of content. We're going to go for it. This is a question that we get pretty frequently uh, from people that, you know, we're working with, people that even listen to the podcast. Uh, a, a, a common question is, you know, what do you think about this preacher and their message? And oftentimes what causes a person to ask that is when there's certain things that are either said or done that are maybe a little bit questionable. Now, I know, you know, I feel like everyone loves the whole red flag <laughs> Uh, kind of analogy, which is why we used it. We just want to be so, so trendy. But no, we really want to talk about some red flags that is important to look for in the ministries that you follow. So if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you know you are uh, not in the ministry, but you obviously attend a church or you're listening to different uh, preachers, you know, whether it be podcasts or YouTube or whatever. This is for you. This is also for you as a minister of the gospel that you make sure and show yourself up that you never fall into the traps uh, that we're going to talk about today. But it's important that you build yourself up in your relationship with God. It's good to listen to content. Obviously, content shouldn't make up or replace your time with God, but it's important. That's the whole purpose of the fivefold. Oh, yeah. And if you... I think this is so important, right? If you just go to church on Sunday morning, you are not going to be strong in faith, period. Right. I don't care how many notes you take on Sunday morning. I don't care how much you listen. But you need to be filling yourself every single day of the week, primarily, right, with the Word, yeah. with prayer, you know, with praying in the Holy Spirit, all sorts of, you know, worship, things like that. But what I love and one of my favorite things to do is to listen to sermons on specific topics, listen to sermons from some of my favorite preachers. And people always come to us and say, hey, you know, who do you recommend that we listen to? And how about this? At the end of the podcast, we'll throw out a few names of people that we would highly, highly recommend and suggest that you would listen to, that, you know, we've vetted, that we've, you know, really these people have helped shape our ministry and who we are. For sure. Um, And so... I love to invest, though, in myself, in my spirit, in my faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing by hearing the Word of God. So as we hear the Word of God, whether it's through the re- reading the written Word or listening to a sermon, we're growing in faith. And if I could encourage you to listen to, to one sermon a day, right, on top of your Bible reading, on top of your prayer, but just while you're doing something else, when you're driving, maybe it's a podcast, whatever it may be, but... Take time in every single day. Listen to some content that's going to build your faith. For sure. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Now, obviously, this applies to us, every single one of us, every day of our lives, that we are showing ourselves to be approved and that we are rightly handling the word of God. 
However, it is vital that the people that we're listening to right. are doing the same. Because right. whether you realize it or not, what yeah. you are consuming is going to begin to fill you. And, and shape you need, what you believe. And shape what you believe. I Absolutely. mean, it's even funny because I can tell, not always, often, I can tell who people are listening to often by the way that they communicate, oh, yeah. by the way that they talk about the Bible, the way that the, they kind of uh, communicate revelations. Like I can pretty much pinpoint right. uh, and, the and, types of people people are listening can, to. You can tell if somebody's running in a circle of faith or if someone's kind of uh, running in that circle that's the self-help, self-motivation. Right. Or you can even tell if people you know, are, are running the circle of like the, the prophetic. You can tell what people listen to because obviously that content goes in, that faith, that word goes in, and it comes out in different ways. And right. you know, if there's a right way to divide the word of truth, then there's a wrong way Absolutely. to divide the word of truth. And one of the most common things I see is that uh, you know, especially younger Christians, or not even just younger Christians, but Christians that may have been around for a while and they're looking for something new, looking for something edgy, and they start mm-hmm. to listen to some other people. And these people's doctrines, or these people aren't preaching, you know, the truth of the Word of God, and then their doctrine then suffers because, you know, they're they're listening to junk. They're listening to things that are going to cause them not to grow, but they're right. going to cause you know, uh, uh, disruptions or distractions from the truth of God's word. For so, sure. So we're going to cover yeah. five red we're flags. We're going to cover five red flags. That would be, that would wise. be wise. No, I don't want to keep talking if you're just going to copy me. No, no, just keep going, keep going. You can going. tell you've been spending a ton of time with our two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> just, Whatever. She's actually not in the in the copying stage yet, thank the Lord. I don't, I don't enjoy that. She's just that. in the talking stage. Like, she doesn't actually ever stop talking. She I just love talks. it. It's so cute. And talks. She has so much to say. And talks. And, 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 you know, sometimes it's amazing. And, you know, maybe my wife's a better parent than me. But other times I'm like, child, shut up. Please. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about anyway, red, five red flags, flags. of right. ministries you follow. So, number one, the first red flag that we want to look out for is that they preach more about fleshly things than about spiritual things. Right, Second Timothy two sixteen. But avoid uh, irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. First uh, Corinthians one seventeen. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. You can tell when somebody is uh, preaching and speaking out of a place that's just flesh. Yep. You know, the the easiest identifier of flesh is when there's just no anointing right. whatsoever. There's just a lack of the presence of God. You know, there's been a lot of times I've sat under a minister and I hope it's very understood. I don't even know if that was good English, but I really hope it's understood that this podcast doesn't come from a place of judgment. Trust me, I am perfectly aware that I need to make sure I'm checking myself. But what this is coming from more of a teaching perspective of Mm -hmm. here's things we look for. Here's things that we make sure help us uh, personally. And then hopefully that will help you. But you can really tell when somebody is all flesh and no anointing. Right. And you know, there's, I'll just tell a story. When I uh, I'd led a guy to Christ uh, or played a part in him coming to Christ, and when he first started uh, his relationship with Jesus, he was listening to a lot of these like big names, super popular, kind of like celebrity pastor vibes. 
and he's like, man, these are so good. They're so helpful. You know, because when you first get saved, there's a lot of like soulish things that need to be worked out, like mind, will, emotions. For sure. You know, it's learning to take control of those basic things. And after a while, I was like, hey, man, why don't you listen to this guy? And I gave him Pastor Rod Parsley's uh, podcast, who's, you know, a, a man in the spirit, you know, powerful. And it, he's like, and he had never been taught this. And he said, Chad, I feel like the other people I was listening to, they were just like hitting like just a shallow part of me. Right. He said, but when I listened to this, it hit me so deep yeah. and changed me so much. Yeah. Right? Because one is ministering to the flesh right. about fleshly and worldly things. And then the other hit the spirit and made like true right. spiritual impact. Right. Now, don't get us wrong. It's important to have certain soul so, I don't want to say soulish teaching, but teaching that is going at the soul, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because remember, we are a spirit that lives in a body and has a soul. Yeah. So it's important. Our spirit gets saved. Our soul has to do the catching up. Yeah. So it is vital that we are listening to things that cause our soul to change, to get better, stuff like that. However, if that's all we're listening to, right. what we're going to find is that our spirit man is going to be very, very weak. Right, right. And uh, I mean, I mean, just something to consider if they're always talking about self-help, right? If they're, it's always like me focused right. or self-centered, you know, you start to question like what gospel are you preaching? Because I understand there's a lot of individual uh, accountability that exists, but at what point are we outwardly focused? Right. And if we're just so focused on me and every sermon's just a motivational mm-hmm. speech, then I think we're going to miss a piece of the puzzle. Something just before we move on to the second that I just want to, I really want to kind of sm- hit on. <laughs> I was going to say smack on, but that's not right. Hit on with uh, the very soulish teaching is you need to be very careful when people are preaching all about how to deal with others yeah. and never about how to deal with self. Yeah. There's this, this teaching that's going around. I mean, I really haven't seen it recently, but it went around for a while and it was all about your haters. Yeah. Always, constantly talking about your haters. And honestly, all that is is pride. For you to sit and listen to message after message about how you have all these haters. Who cares about haters? Jesus said they're going to be there. But he said, what if you would just focus on him and keep uh, seeking the kingdom, that everything that you needed would be taken care of. And so that's kind of what we mean with uh, the soulish stuff. So number two, red flag. Would be use more quotes or stories as foundation than scripture. I would have to tell you this is my pet peeve. Now, don't get me wrong. I love an incredible illustration and you need in a them. sermon. And I think they are crucial and I think they're important. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it comes to me, I, w- I will like to I would like to tell a story, but I like to use a biblical story or, you know, take a story and then expound on it scripturally. But you know what scares, I mean, and I'm just going to be kind of brutally honest, the hell out of me, Mm -hmm. is that I've listened to sermons recently where I've heard somebody share one scripture and they read it in the beginning and then literally just left it Mm -hmm. and talked everything else out of just life and experiences and they used one Bible verse. Right. Right. I get on our, our our team because I have our team rotate through. I was just going to say, yeah. you get on me about this all the time. I mean, Chad's the first person to say, like, 
no like to me personally like yeah. you didn't you used one scripture like yeah. where was the rest yeah you gave your opinion yeah you gave great stories but where was the scripture and remember the bible says that the truth is going to set you free stories are great illustrations are great mm-hmm. but those are not what set people free it's the truth of god's word that sets people free absolutely and there's an accountability for teachers to I mean, I think it's just such an easy temptation to get into because if you're a communicator, it's easy to communicate and it's easy yeah. to, you know, maybe lose focus. I don't think a lot of people have ill intention. I think people just get caught up in 100%. making the story, you know, more relatable or making the story more relevant. And it's a slippery slope because your opinion is not going to change somebody's life. Yeah. The word of God is going to change somebody's life. And Absolutely. Uh, but this is what the Bible says about that. James 3, 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Yeah. See, teachers and preachers and those of us who are in the fivefold uh, for this purpose, God is going to judge us stricter he's gonna he's gonna look at us and there's gonna be a stricter level of judgment for the words that are coming out of our mouth because of the people that we are leading and so god's not gonna find fault with us if we're preaching his word lots of fault is in carnal words not a there is no fault in spiritual words yeah i always say this there's safety in scripture yeah i like that i like that i would rather offend somebody and somebody hate me because I shared the word of God with them and Jesus is offensive, then my opinion and my stories and my cute illustrated idea, I would rather them be offended by the word than, than my own creativity. That's really right? good. There's safety in scripture. I like that. All right. The third red flag that we want to watch out for is they build our soul more than our spirit. Second Timothy 4.2 says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching this kind of goes a little bit along with the first point Mm -hmm. uh, that we said but when somebody is constantly only preaching at your soul your spirit is going to starve and remember we live out of our spirit our spirit is what connects with god and so when it's all about our soul we don't actually grow spiritually right uh and but but with that being said it is important that we grow our soul you know i think that more soulish teaching is good for like baby believers when they're on the milk of the word right they need that soulish teaching they need to understand why they need to stop cussing they need they need to kind of understand why self-discipline is important Mm -hmm. they need to know those things but as we graduate the bible says that we go from glory to glory as we graduate in the things of god we need more spiritual things Mm -hmm. you know paul even said it when i was a child i I did childish things but when i became a man i put away childish things Mm -hmm. yeah and when you say build your soul more than your spirit you know the soul aspect in what i perceive that as are people that are preaching and they're preaching you know that motivational Mm -hmm. speech kind of message And, and let me just go through a few red flag lines uh, if you ever hear, and what I find though in that is this, that when preachers start to get away from personal accountability of each individual, it's a slippery slope. Right. You know, if you hear a preacher say like, your past, your present, and your future sins are all forgiven, that that is not true. The blood of Jesus was shed for your past, present, and future sins, but only repented sin 
is forgiven. If you hear, you know, things like, oh, that's what God's grace is for. It covers you when you're in sin. Well, that's a slippery slope too. You see, there's so many messages out there. And what happens is they start to replace personal accountability, right? Like you being responsible for your salvation. You know, it's a scary place, but there's many preachers out there, you know, that begin to preach this grace message, this hyper grace message where there is no personal accountability, where they are preaching to your soul. Because they're just, you know, the Bible says in the last days, they're going to be people with itching ears. Yeah. You know, they're only going to hear what they want to hear. And, and, and people have found out how to build big churches. Right. They just say what you want to hear. Absolutely. You know, and, Absolutely. and I'm going to go a step further. I mean, uh, I'm not somebody to be like a stickler on like the time of services, right? Because I believe God can move it in any amount of time. For sure. But if you go to a church and it's a one-hour in-and-out service, you had your 18 minutes of worship, your five-minute announcement, and then a 35-minute you know, uh, sermon where there's no altar call, there's nothing that happens from there, and then everybody leaves yeah. and they feel encouraged, that is a red flag for me. Yeah. Right? If your service is exactly the same and everything is done every minute by minute, and there's everything. a time restriction and there's all of this constraint, then that's a red flag for me, right? But this all ties right back into, it's trying to make your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions feel good. good. My brother shared a meme this week that I thought was so funny. It said, gas is too expensive to attend a church uh, where the spirit isn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. It's so true. Don't waste your gas money on a church where the spirit is. But I just wanted to throw this in here. This isn't in our notes. But First John 4, 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. Yeah. It is up to us, every single one of us, to determine and to weigh what we're hearing, whether it is of God or not. And what I mean by that is, I don't know about you, but I've sat in services where something was said mm -hmm. and it didn't sit right. You know when something hits and it like bounces off, it, like it, it doesn't like seep into, yep. into your spirit? And I've recognized when I've gone and looked that up, that wasn't even in the Bible mm -hmm. or it was taken completely out of context. Right. So right. it's up to every single one of us. We have the individual responsibility yeah. to make sure what we're and, listening and to you, is the word of and God. And if you attend a church, right, and you get a red flag of like, man, that just didn't sit right with me. You know, uh, ask your pastor, Absolutely. ask a leader, talk. To, don't just leave. Right. Or don't just start gossiping. Right. Talk to them and ask them about the situation. Right. Because I pray. I mean, I've been in services where people are like, you know, say this. And it's like a negative statement. Oh like, my gosh, we're yeah. all going to struggle. Don't. I'm Everybody not, say speak that. for yourself, yeah. my God. I'm not saying that out loud. Yeah. You you can confess that over your life. I'm not damning my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. You know, I'm gonna speak life. I'm not gonna confess that I'm gonna struggle. That's why you'll never ever yeah. catch Chad and I singing the song um He Gives and Takes Away. Because yeah. I'm telling you so I'm gonna tell you something right yeah. now. I don't serve a God that takes things away from me. Uh, yeah. No, he, he you know what he me. does? He yeah. takes bad things. Yeah. He takes sickness. Yeah. He takes pain. But he doesn't take anything good. Right. But red flag number four. Number four uh, they draw you to themselves over drawing you to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So 1 Corinthians 9.16, For I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Uh, my wife's going to read 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 8. Oh, I just saw what you did. You took the shorter scripture <laughs> yeah. and left the longer one for me. 
First Corinthians 2, 1 through 8. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I think one of the scariest things that happens in Christianity, right? And, and, and I do believe, again, that it is not intended by, by the people that, that do it initially, right? When you start to see a level of success and, you know, maybe you started preaching Jesus and you, you started pointing people to Jesus, but then people started coming to you and saying, Pat, you know, Pastor Chad, you've helped me so much. Thank you so much. Or so-and-so, you know, and, and they start to build you up mm-hmm. and glorify you and, and encourage you. And just remember this. If you take God's glory, right, you're also going to have to take God's persecution. And I think it's just easier to pass both of them yeah. right to Jesus. Absolutely. Because then if you are getting the glory, you don't get this pride, right. this sense of I am God. Because can I tell you, in ministry, you can pick that up. Right. I've seen it. I follow people and have watched people that have been, you know, it, it kind of taken this uh, mindset, maybe even unintentionally, but it is so easy to get mm-hmm. big-headed in this and think that you are the one doing it. Right. And then because it feels good and people keep coming to you and keep needing you, because guess what? It feels good when right. people it's an depend on you. Right. Yeah, it, it, it does something for the insides, mm-hmm. but it's a scary place mm. to be. Mm-hmm. And Jade and I have always made this a point in our ministry that I am not and will not be Jesus to people. Mm-hmm. I will love people like Jesus, but I'm going to point them to him. Absolutely. Right? When they give me the glory, I'm going to point it back to him. Because without him, there is nothing. Without him, I didn't do it. He is the one that we have complete dependency on. Yeah. And it is it is a scary thing, and it is a big temptation for ministers to step right. into that. But if they're not pointing you to Jesus, and they say, well, no, come come and talk to me. Or, no, you know, you don't know how to interpret those scriptures. Let me interpret those scriptures for you. Now, again, there's an infancy stage, and, and this is what I do when people in their Bible reading. Here's a practical example. When somebody first gets saved, I'll encourage them, listen, text me if you have any questions about the Bible. You know, hit me with anything you've got. And then they'll ask me a bunch of questions, and, and, and I'll answer them for the first few months. Yeah. And then I'll say, here, let me show you how I go and read the Word. Right. And I'll show them how to change translations. Yeah. I'll show them trusted commentaries and other books that I, re- mm-hmm. you know, that I use to mm-hmm. interpret Scripture that doesn't make sense to me. I'll show them and teach them, like, hey, this is when you ask the Holy Spirit. And I'll start to ask them when they ask me the question, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. What do you think the answer is? Why? And that's just a practical application of this. Yeah. But we need to be pointing people to Jesus. We need to be pointing to not us being the source and their lifeline, but we need Jesus to be their lifeline. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And so we need to just be mindful, right? Uh, it's even it's even easy to fall into this trap when we have certain preachers that are our favorite to listen to. Mm-hmm. We begin to almost like religiously listen to them to the point where like every day we're listening to a message by them. Our mind starts to think, well, what would, what would they say about this? Mm-hmm. What would they think about this? And we completely replace our relationship with God with our thoughts about their relationship mm-hmm. with God. And yeah. that's such a dangerous thing to do. Insight is great. People are great, but they are not Jesus. Yeah. I think one of the downfalls in charismatic Christianity is that most charismatic churches are built off of a pastoral personality. Right. Right? And that is like the lifeline for everybody. And a good stewardship in that position is not to keep drawing people to you, but keep pushing people up to Christ. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with what you're saying, babe. Uh, it's easy it's to just so listen easy. to that person over and over and over again, and they become your God. Absolutely. And it's very easy to try. And I, like I say that from personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm not careful, I, I notice that I start to get into yeah. a, a rhythm of listening to certain people and becoming like consumed right. with their teaching and, and whatever. And, and like I said, you can identify from people what they listen to. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it, it's, it's funny in Bible school, there was a guy that came and preached and he was like, awesome. Right. Yeah. And then the next week in Bible school, everybody oh started talking like gosh. him. Everybody started carrying their I Bibles tell you what, like Bible him. school guys. So many people think like, people, people are so started spiritual like walking at Bible school. With him. Bible school is just, it was it's so a funny. special place. Yeah. And I don't say special necessarily in like, the most flattering way. <laughs> anyway, last red flag. Red flag number five, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. There aren't any salvations, and there aren't any miracles. Can I tell you this right now? If your church has not seen a salvation this month, leave. Run. Leave. Run for the hills. Run for the hills. Your they do not have ha- the heart of God. Yeah, it, your church does not have the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And then you might be saying, you might get real defensive yeah. when we say that. And you say, what do you mean? Yes, we do have the heart of Jesus. My pastor gives an altar call. Yeah, but if the lost are not coming in, there's yeah. a problem. You know, I remember when uh, Chad and I still attended the Horseheads campus mm-hmm. uh, when we were the young adults. Pastor Spencer used to reel us out in staff meeting when there were not guests at church because he would say to us, if there are not guests, it means we have no one new in the house Mm. and no one is getting saved. And I used to get so aggravated, but now that we've kind of matured, (laughs) I've matured, I've understood what his heart is. His heart is the heart of Jesus. It's to see souls saved. Right. And like, you know, and if your pastor gives an altar call, Kudos, right? Awesome. Uh, that's They're, amazing. It's fun n- fact, yeah. not all churches give altar calls. I didn't know that until I Somebody started talking to people. Somebody asked us what an altar yeah. call was. Yeah. I, I was actually yeah. in a in a humanitarian like uh, yep. little mission trip. And somebody asked me, what's an altar call? And I was you know, like, I what? actually, we th- we, Chad like, and I thought the person was joking. We honestly thought they were joking and they were so genuine. And so we had the privilege of explaining to them that what it was. But how sad, how much that grieves my heart to know that there's right. churches that are not right. giving the lost an opportunity to get saved. And we're going to go a step further. If your church isn't seeing salvations and your church is not seeing miracles, mm-hmm. that is a red flag. And you Here's say, why. How could you say that? My wife's going to read this. Mark sixteen twenty, And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Can I tell you this? When the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached, the truth, the true word, it will be accompanied by signs, wonders, and miracles. Part of that is salvation, right? Part of that would be healing. Part of that would be, you know, uh, 
Um, I can't think. It's uh, she's playing on her phone. That's why. Um, well, I'm not playing on my phone. <laughs> I was uh, screenshotting this. Deliverance. There we go. Uh, freedom. You know, financial you me. Pro- testimonies, prosperity. Like this should be part of the DNA yeah. of your church and the ministries that you listen to. Absolutely, there has to be a drive for souls, souls, yep. souls. Yep. And if it's not faith, then don't even bother. Yeah. If it's not building it. If it's not building faith, if it's not building souls, if it's not kingdom-minded, yeah. man, don't even waste your time with yeah, that nonsense. Absolutely. But um, to wrap this thing up, you promised in the beginning of the yep. podcast that we kind of drop a couple recommendations for great preaching, All right. teaching. This is go. so hard, though, Chad, because, I mean, there's different levels. Like, depending who I'm talking to will depend mm-hmm. on my recommendation. Yeah. This is We're just going to give who, uh, some people that we personally listen to and would recommend for people. And I'll again, start with, okay, okay I'm sorry. Yeah, and again, like my wife said, there are different types of ministries that have different missions and we celebrate them, right? Right. Now, all of them need to be seeing salvations and miracles and signs and wonders, but different ministries have different missions. Yeah. And we need to recognize that. So some people that we listen to, they may not be a mission that you're interested in. Right. And something that we listen to may not be interesting to you, but that doesn't mean it's wrong, right? Unless they have these red flags. You know, so and then there's, but then there's also even like certain ministries that I'll listen to them for a specific topic. Right. And I won't listen to them for anything else, right? Like there's certain ministries I'll listen to them for purely their leadership training, mm-hmm. but I won't listen to them on a spiritual level in terms of like other topics. So this is such yeah. a complex yeah. thing. So here we go. We're just going to name some. Uh, number one. I would say a great one, and, and I really enjoy his teaching and ministry, is uh, Bishop Kevin Wallace, uh, Pastor Rod Parsley. Teddy uh, and Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Ted Shuttlesworth. Phenom- yeah, yeah. You know what I love about Teddy? They're great teachers. They really they are, are incredible teachers. They are fantastic teachers. When I really need to understand a topic, mm-hmm. I'll I'll find the topic that Teddy's done on it because he is a fantastic communicator that teaches things to a, a level that I feel like I can really understand it right. and then even have revelation on it. Right, that's very good. Um, you know, I listen to some old school guys like Lester Summerall, Kenneth E. Hagen, T.L. Osborne, Absolutely. Oral Roberts. Kenneth Hagen's probably yeah. one of my favorites. Um, these are all incredible ministers. Uh, Reinhard Bonnke. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Gra- uh, Billy Graham. Uh, trying to just think off the top of my head. You know, Daniel Colenda. Um, man, there's so many great ministries that are out there. I I personally really really enjoy Kenneth Copeland, which yeah. you know whatever. If and you I really, have a, I don't if you have all. a certain uh, thing about him, I just think that him and Gloria Copeland have phenomenal faith teachings um, that I really enjoy listening to. And so he's somebody yeah. that I enjoy. But yeah, like Chad doesn't. Yeah. I've just recently started tapping into Bill Winston, and I'm really oh, yeah. really I, enjoying I've his teachings. I've listened to some of his. Uh, 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 Fred Price, senior, not junior, senior. Oh, incredible senior. teacher of the word. Yeah. Um, Doctor. Oh, oh my goodness. Doctor Miles Monroe. I can't believe I almost didn't just say him. He is so good. Yeah. Oh my yep. goodness. And then if you can get past accents, Doctor David Oyedepo yep. and Doctor Faith Oyedepo. Actually, ladies, mm. if you're listening to this, any book written by Doctor Faith Oyedepo is worth every penny i have multiple books of hers and every time i read her stuff i am strengthened yep. in every area ted shuttlesworth senior you know there, there's just tiff a, shuttlesworth you know, tiff shuttlesworth 
Um, I, there's so many good people out there. So we're going to end this thing yes. off. With, <laughs> Larry Stockstill. Yeah, Larry Stockstill. Oh, my goodness. Even, yeah. even you know who else I, I enjoy we and I follow him is um, Jim Rayleigh, Apostle Jim Rayleigh. Yeah, he's pretty good. I follow him on Instagram and he always posts just fantastic things. Yeah. I mean, but you re- we really yeah. could, you know, if if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for your next step and you're looking for recommendations, please message us. Yeah. We love personally interacting with people. I think Absolutely. that's what I enjoy more than the podcast, honestly. And so, um, if you if you're looking for insight where you and kind of let me know where you're at, let Chad know where you're at, uh, we can introduce you to some awesome ministries that you can start to follow. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.